Welcome to Whack or Slaps, where we look back into the annals of 2000s indie music to determine if an album or a band or an even entire musical movement was actually good or just a product of the hype machine of its time. Like all great podcasts, this is the direct spinoff of an unhinged group text that simply refused to die. Having said that, let's meet the heads of the future. <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm uh, Noah. I am the wild man. I'm Adrian. I'm the true believer. And in the words of Lou Barlow, just give me any rock. Yeah, baby. Give it to me. And I'm your uh, unenthusiastic host, Caleb. And uh, welcome to it. Uh, what episode is this? Is this number five? Five. It's five, as five they say on, on this record. <laughs> Caleb, oh, so yeah. it's it's episode five, and I feel like it should be episode 200. We're already at the dregs of indie rock. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> um, is, is this over? Yeah. Is this the yeah, last I think episode? I think I think this might sink us. Uh, but hey, we made five. That's good. We had, we literally made a handful of episodes. So I mean, a lot of people can't say that for themselves. But um, yeah, off the Noah, top of your head, off the top of your head, what's a fifth album? That's good. Oh my god, that's a fucking wow. question. Wow, uh, Sky Blue Sky. Pretty Tony was that the fifth Ghostface? It's album? like four. Okay, hmm. that's game. a tough call. I feel like yeah. if you're making five albums, it's probably not going to be good, or it's like really good but kind of slept on. Well, we'll think about it. We'll come back. Yeah, that's that for one. another uh, episode. This isn't the fifth album podcast. It's uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's too. That's hyper specific. Even more hyper specific than we are. Um, Noah, do we need to give any more background on it, or we're our concepts pretty well established at this point? Yeah, they, we're they've just stuck using, with us. We're just using pitchforkmedia.com as a jumping off point with their best new music catalog. And today we have the band Architecture in Helsinki. The album is In Case We Die, and it's from 2006. And uh, from 2005, here on, actually. Oh, five? Okay. Yeah. I got the wrong info. Um, their second album. Fake news. I will be calling them AIH from now on. <laughs> I. I. To, to each their own. Um, to each their own. Yes. Hey. Architecture in Helsinki, in case, in case we die um yeah Adrian, let's hear a review from these old hay farmers over at uh these hay merchants over at pitchfork.com yeah so this one um got an 8.8 .8, which is i was honestly a little shocked by that that's, <laughs> a, that's a sketchy number too uh oh right that's, yeah, that's the nazi Dude. number that's yeah. high it seems high it did get a best new music which that that part wasn't that surprising, but uh, it was reviewed by Rob Mitchum, who is uh, one of their he's, more prolific writers. He's the Night of the Hunter. Night, Night of the Hunter. Cape, Cape Fear. Uh, Tombstone. Later, yeah, later. I think that's his last movie. Big old fucking weed toker. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his uh, 1958 weed arrest or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he was wrong. Kind of started the whole with, trend of celebrity arrests. I think he was with uh, Lana Turner or something. Oh yeah, they were oh, uh, <laughs> getting a little a busy. Fun time. <laughs> Robert Mitchum. Um, Sorry, we I digress. Do have, 
No, it's all good. I have an excerpt from the review. Uh, it goes a little like this. Architecture in Helsinki's unwillingness to decide what kind of band they are is their most endearing quality, forcing them through multiple metamorphoses, more, excuse me, metamorphoses within each song. All the same, don't be surprised if you experience a little dizziness or a little frustration as every catchy melody on this disc, and there are dozens, tends to arrive and depart faster than a subway train. Armed with more ideas and should probably be legal, architecture in Helsinki can't be bothered to dwell for too long on any one of them. And it's this fickle nature that will make you either adore them or deplore them. Uh, yeah, so I think that's actually, that's, that's true. That's a full of deplorables. Deplorable. Um, Did, that uh, was a positive review? Because everything Clinton he said right there, I agree with, but in opposite, <laughs> in opposition. Know, Caleb, it's funny, going back to our uh, episode last week with, Joanna Newsom is the same thing. It's like these backhanded compliments where it's like, do you like the music or don't you? Like you're like already defensive. You already have your your gloves up on this one, Pitchfork, Rob mentioned. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of uh you're in or you're not, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. What else, uh what else can you give us in background? Some deep yeah, background so, on this, these luminaries um, of Australian <laughs> manic twee pop. <laughs> That's a nice segue. Yeah, they are a God, band that from. Makes me want to puke in my mouth just saying it. Sorry. <laughs> the dregs. Do we have a soundboard yet so we could do like a soundboard? Oh, like that. The chains. Like we're like, working on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll do that in post. The dregs. So, Adrian, give us some history on the band Los Campesinos, or I mean, the band <laughs> of Barcelona. Oh wait, no, I mean, architecture in Helsinki. Uh, um, well, I was going to say that, yeah, they are indeed an Australian band. They hail from Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne. This record was recorded from June of 04 to January of 05 at uh, band member James Cecil's Super Melody World Studio. Wait, wait, I'll stop you right there. How long did it take them to record this album? Yeah, six, uh, about six months there, right? Yeah, by my oh, math, wow. seven months. Well, there's like eight of them, so... You know, it's well, a lot of personnel moving through that studio. I mean, basically, the studio was just like a, they set this up in a large garage, and they would just come in and experiment, I guess, and lay stuff down, put stuff together. I mean, like you're saying, there's eight of them, so I think it's probably yeah, safe to bet that they, it was like, oh, are you free on Tuesday? All right, let's get together, and five of us can record or whatever. Um, it was released on the band's own label, Tylem Ben. Uh, on April 5th, 2005. It's their second studio album, the follow-up to their debut, Fingers Crossed. And actually, they they did start off as sort of a high school musical experiment, which you can kind of hear in the music a little bit. Um, they sound like the, the TV show, High School the Movie. Musical. Yeah, they got big or drama. the movie, High School the Musical. <laughs> yeah, it sounds uh, well, like a bunch of show tune loving like horny teens. Yeah. They did members did end up going to art school where they found eventually found I think like two or three other members um, that they added and eventually they they settled into a, an eight piece, which you know uh, is good and bad I suppose in many ways. But uh, part of it is that they all play like a shit ton of instruments. So I have a list here, a little list of uh, the instruments that they all play. So. Includes analog synths, samplers, glockenspiel, trumpet, tuba, trombone, saxophone, clarinet, recorder, melodica, and uh, guitar, bass, and drums, of course. So 
a lot of variety there and sort of that kind of, uh, you know, eclectic sound is also where their name kind of derives from in a similar way. Cause, uh, it was just from one of the band members basically cut up a newspaper and put it back together. And it was like architecture in Helsinki done burrows burrows over here. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but the Helsinki actually does have like notable architecture, which is strange. It's like, did you just cut out a national geographic uh, headline about the architecture in Helsinki? <laughs> yeah. Architectural weekly over here. <laughs> Um, you know what's interesting uh and i can personalize this is right across the street from me is the oakland museum of california and i believe it was designed the architect on it was a finnish dude so that's why i know a little bit about architecture in helsinki um uh, so the album when it was released it it uh, g- received generally favorable reviews and it actually received three ARIA awards, which I'd never heard of this, but apparently it's the Australian Grammys or from what I can tell, it's the equivalent of the, of the Grammys. Um, but I also did pull a review that wasn't positive uh, from one of my favorites, uh, RIP, uh, Tiny Mixtapes. Um, oh, check yeah. us out on our Patreon where we uh, review TNT. Tiny Mixtapes reviews. <laughs> we'll review um, all those uh, deer tick albums that they love so much <laughs> um but they're oh, writer... that's the other deer band i forgot yeah I, uh, I, I forgot to put them into the fight they're all always on kind twitter of we're doing here. indie band fights indie band fights we got deer hoof versus uh deer hunter versus deer tick you guys be the judge um but anyway so the tiny mixtapes writer s Kobach writes that he was unsure whether architecture in Helsinki is for real or an ironic parody of the post-arcade indie rock scene. As the album sounds like a cross between off-the-wall era Michael Jackson without the soul, the banana splits, the Grease soundtrack, and shitty disco records. So <laughs> I ouch. think he's giving them too much credit by mentioning disco and Michael Jackson. I don't, I don't think they have <laughs> that type of groove to them. But. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely... Uh... They don't, they don't, I don't know. They don't really go for it. Yeah, so that's all I have. Uh, I did happen to read an interview or read the transcript of an interview that they did in 2014 with uh, Red Bull Academy, and um, they actually seem... 2014? Yeah, yeah. Ex- yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I tuned out of the, from these guys probably around the time they released this record. You know when um, I tuned out to them, Adrian, was around track nine on this album. <laughs> yeah, should we get into it? Let's just get into it. Yeah, yeah, totally. What's uh, you know, we always like to start off uh the pod uh, with uh, going into our personal histories uh with like a band or the album. So, um, Noah, what's your uh, background with this band? Yeah, uh, so the one thing in that Pitchfork review, he pretty much pits you're either like Team Fiery Furnaces or your Team Architecture in Helsinki, as far as because you know their deal. This band was one of those like kind of chop it up bands with a lot of parts um, and kind of meandering style, genre hopping. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of dumb because like hip hop, you already have like that Sampadilia style that you get from like um, the Beastie Boys album or like De La Soul. But there they're jumping from genre to genre, but they're picking like really good parts of good songs so mm-hmm. this one it just 
this style of indie rock at the time, this kind of little kid, it's back to the little kid stuff that we talked about in uh, and big band indie too. And big band, go with big that. band indie. And it's, um, are we still allowed to use the word spaz or is, is that like a derogatory term that derives from yeah, spasmatic? I think, I think that's questionable <laughs> yeah. at this point. Okay. I think it's off the, unless you're talking about the great Bay Area hardcore band. So I oh, don't know. Wow. It has that, can we say schizophrenic or I don't know. What can we say? I don't think, no, no. Meandering. Um, I, I had you can say I think you could say tweaker. I think tweakers still. Twitter. It's okay. <laughs> Ramshackle. Um, kind of AD, ADD kind of, yeah. I think I was one. that's one of the words I read in a lot but of But anyways, movies. that review pretty much kind of pits architecture in Helsinki and Fiery Furnaces, that band that was came out around the same time, as sort of these two bands that are doing this type of, um, yeah, this like crazy whatever genre hopping stuff and um i think i was team fiery furnaces for the most part i definitely somebody burned me this album in case we die and i said this was like a cd tower album like a spool of burn cds where you'd buy (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) a stack of 50 burn cds and then you would like go over to your friends and burn all their shit i used to like travel with one of those stacks and like where I went, I'd be like, hey, let me burn your albums yeah. off of your heart. Those are the original burners. Yeah, the original <laughs> burners. And um, so this album would have sat on like a CD spool that I had. And I would say it was probably sandwiched in between like Granddaddy's Software Slump. Ooh, the dredge. <laughs> and like Manamana something where on the cd spool like how many cds down oh like, 30 40 30 yeah. <laughs> yeah the number 29 in my head for that <laughs> um <laughs> close yeah enough. i just i definitely listened to this am i mistaken i don't want to throw a homie under the bus but is this a red jetta jam was mm. homie into this or homie Nat, um homie ask us? you know what in when we lived together um in college we we're into twee. We even started a short-lived, uh, like fake twee band. We just did like a, a bit. So I. What was it called? We never had a name. Um, we never, never settled a on name. a name. That's the name of the band. But we had songs called "Mommy, Will You Pack a Hug in My Lunch," and um, the other song was called "Oh, Doggies, Puppies, or Baby Dogs." Nice. And uh, yeah, we did really cutesy shit. So yeah, I think I think you could find this in the Red Jetta. Yeah, so this album, to like in the last week that I've listened to, is probably I probably only listened to this album like twice. I definitely knew other people that were into it, but like I said, I I guess I was just Team uh, Friederberg on this one. I was just rolling <laughs> with. Uh, if I had to pick one of these bands, I was rocking with the Fiery Furnaces. Well, I'm sure we can do later, but we definitely have to have some distance between this album and that album. But I remember Caleb, I remember uh, driving back from Santa Maria from our parents' house to Oakland. And uh, my parents gave me like a box of my old CDs and we were listening to them in, in my car as we were driving. And I think we listened to Fiery Furnaces and I was like, 
yeah, this kind of sucks now. I'm kind yeah. of like embarrassed that I liked it. You were like, you you came out of the gate a huge fire Furnaces fan. Now you were like, like that was like your band. They were your guys for like, <laughs> I don't know, yeah, a good like yeah. solid six months to a year. Like and everywhere I, you went, you had like, you guys heard this? You like took it to parties with you and shit. Yeah, I mean, I think some of that was like, I was probably also selling like acid or something. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was secreting into your bloodstream at all times uh, so you're just like <laughs> but uh yeah this album never did much to me never did much for me um yeah like i said it's a cd spool album it just kind of sits there i'd throw it on from time to time but yeah it's it's funny funny music i guess i don't know it's as the kids say random it's rando Hello, I think that was peak rando too. I think that's like when that was really becoming. A no, dude, force. random was a word that I remember in high school saying all the time, and now it's been reclaimed by TikTok generation. Because I mean, internet <laughs> is random, but we used to say random all the time back. Me, actually, we used to say randomality. Do you guys remember that? No, randomality. Randomality, dude. That sounds like a mumblecore movie. Yeah, it was starring uh, like Joe Swanberg movie or something. Uh, so out. yeah, Adrian, what's your um, deal with this album? So, I before I heard like started listening to it for this, I had thought that like this was one of the ones that I listened to a lot back in the day. But it turns out it was actually their first record. Um, fingers crossed that I listened to a lot of. I heard this one. Um, so I, it must've been like either Nat or someone must've had it in our circle of friends, but, uh, cause I remember the, some of the songs, but, um, yeah, I, I liked the band and I liked that first record quite a bit. Um, and, and I think actually the first one is just, um, holds together a little bit better. I listened to it as well. Um, but, uh, back in the day, I, yeah, I was a big fan of this style. I liked all those bands, like Noah's mentioning, um, Fiery Furnaces. Yeah. So what, thought, what do we call that, though? What is the deal? What, what do we put the name on that? Because it's Little Kid Indie, but it's something else as well. I mean, I think broadly it was called, like, Indie Pop was, like, the term yeah. that got thrown around. And then, like, the kind of more kind of pastoral stuff was called Twee, you know? Um, okay. So, but this I call it's called tweaker tweaker indie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of band like there was definitely a lot of bands doing this kind of thing. I think they were maybe not the first, but certainly they had a really unique spin on it in the sense that uh, I don't know the eight piece band, the you know the just the everything in its kitchen sink style. Like yeah. the Fire Furnaces kind of had the same style in this sense of like cut up kind of songs where you're putting different disparate parts together and making it into this kind of weird yeah. hole. Do you think uh, they got these... Glenn Kochke to play the kitchen sink on this album? <laughs> <laughs> but, the, and, but Adrian, I think my, the reason why I feel embarrassed about being a fiery furnaces fan. <laughs> whereas, okay, it, dude. No, but if I was Everyone's a fan friends. of, if I was a fan of architecture in Helsinki when I was like 19, 20, you know, 21, 22. I wouldn't feel that embarrassed because I think they're, they are just having fun. And with Fiery Furnaces, there is a little self-seriousness or a little touch of profundity that it's like just two of them and they're architects of this. They're architects of this world. I would argue that they're a little bit more tongue-in-cheek uh, 
incense or like maybe more deadpan in there because like yeah this this band's definitely that's one of the things actually i can touch on on the you know uh my experience uh now but um i think they they're they're carefree in a way that the fiery furnaces never were the fiery furnaces were kind of much more studious in a way or something i don't yeah. know and that was their brand it was like they're like the brothers big group and of the drama kids who go around yeah they're like fiery furnaces are like the quiet like they're in their heads man. in the back of the drama class like yeah. you know writing but, things and then this band is like a bunch of like horny drama kids just like hopping around being annoying at the lunch <laughs> in the lunchroom <laughs> high energy it's sober vibes for sure yeah it's definitely sober <laughs> sober vibes this one thing i will say though is that this this band and these the this record definitely reminds me of like the ipod days like this this band is kind of and this album is kind of perfect for like some of these songs you're showing up on your random mm-hmm. i you know it's uh because i mean it, it flows together as a record but it just so reminds me of that time of like you know, when people just just started getting iPods and just started having like their full music collections on, you know, in their pocket. Uh, yeah. Just, and this was this, you know, this, I played this band a lot at the gas station, actually. And I think that worked because, you know, I, I could come in and out and, you know, there'd be different sections of songs and stuff. And I don't know, it just made it more interesting listen to than just kind of sitting straight with headphones and, you know, kind of paying attention. It's, yeah. you know. This band does sound like an iPod from 2005 if like you had it in your pocket and you kept hitting shuffle or you kept skipping songs accidentally. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, it, well, it has it's that is of the moment. Go ahead. All now. these all these types of bands, I think Fiery Furnaces, AIH, um, Los Campesinos, Boilies Likely too. Shout out. What are some other ones? They're all just the influenced- go team. The go team. The go team. Yeah, go team for a lesser extent because I think it's more like sampling stuff. But well, these guys use samplers too. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. But they're all just I think influenced by the fucking the Beatles medley on Abbey Road, <laughs> and it's like there's a bunch of these bands. I call them like B side Beatles bands, where it's like you listen to the Beatles and all you took was just like the shaggy elements of the Beatles, like just the goofy <laughs> songs and just threw them all. And that goes all the way back to like the nineties and two thousands. I think like a band like Olivia tremor control, they're cool, but it's like, you guys are just the B side Beatles. That, that's like your whole vibe. You're just taking like the shaggy parts of the Beatles and pasting together a whole album out of it and i also think just these bands they're so of the time because it's like the pro tools time where it's so easy to have eight people in the band record over six months where you get all these bleepy bloopy parts and you just paste it together it's not like the beach boys or whatever where they have like they have a whole room of of studio musicians and they're playing all the parts live and and really recording it together it just it's just like cut and paste yeah kind of of heartless crap the only thing i just (laughs) i just think they are having fun this band and they know what they're doing in a way so they they didn't like offend me or anything but anyways caleb what's your history yeah my history this is actually when i was listening to it the other day um it i thought it'd be a lot more reminiscent than it was like I i thought this band played a lot more in my dorm room and whatnot 
Um, but I guess I had only listened to it a couple times. Like you were saying, Noah, I didn't have this. I was never the CD spindle guy. I was, but I was the, I was a hard drive guy. So I'd always like take my hard drive over to somebody's dorm room, take my hard drive over to dude, somebody's house risky somewhere. For me, dude. You can get jacked. Oh yeah. It like wrecked my computer. <laughs> like I never got robbed, but like it, like I, yeah, it definitely wrecked a couple computers just from. I don't know. You're getting from some sketchy websites, but uh, yeah. So it was probably somebody gave me, I don't know, 60 albums in one day or whatever. And it was kind of, you know, in the middle of that pile. And um, I was kind of going through a bit of a, like, you know, it was, I was hopping a lot around. I was like set hopping a lot, uh, a lot of different genres. So like last week I was talking about like, Oh, I was like the freak folk guy. And then I got into like, kind of more of the guitar rock driven kind of indie stuff and then had a little twee phase because like i said i i liked you know just the the broader instrumentation uh so define Caleb, define twee for our listeners yeah i was actually gonna do it at to- the top of the show but it escaped my mind um i don't know twee is just kind of saccharine nice of understated indie music that isn't as macho or doesn't like rely a lot on like heavy three power you know power chords and things like that it uses a lot more instrumentation it's a lot more sensitive um i actually don't know that much about it i mean the big the biggest band in that are probably bell and sebastian and um and I thought this album sounded more like that as as I was remembering, but it turns out it didn't. But then also, like, would you say, like, the beat happening, K Records and all that shit? Was that Twee early, kind of? Yeah, I would say that's kind of the start of it. Also, like, yeah. the Pastels and some of the UK bands, mm-hmm. as well as uh, some of the Flying Nun stuff coming out of New Zealand. There is a lot of bands that were kind of doing that more naive, low register, low key, acoustic y. But not necessarily just acoustic-y um, kind of thing. Earnest, yeah. kind of part uh, in the sleeve. Yeah, like a yeah. whimsical nostalgia to it. And more, I appreciate I the effort. I don't know how well a lot of that stuff ages now, but I appreciate it not just going in and just being like, uh, being all bro about it. You know, it's like it's nicer to be, yeah, like you said, more earnest and um, more sentimental, and uh, just just a nice guy. Um, yeah, so I was kind of exploring that stuff, and this was definitely like Boy Least Likely to was the other big twee band that I liked at the time, um, which is interesting because I don't remember this album being this random. Like I like it only hit me like my, my relist in a couple of days ago that like they're just constantly hopping to new genres and like have like a little like T Rex part, and then they go into like I don't know like fucking jingle like a radio jingle. And then like yeah. they're trying to sell me bubble gum and shit. I don't know. I I kind of blocked that out, probably for good reason. It's <laughs> uh, it's like actively obnoxious in a way, which sometimes that yeah, like is drama the, kids. Well, sometimes that is what Twee is. It's like yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it was at a time. Um, I think all the Humboldt grass and all the downtown Browns and microbrews I was drinking really. Ooh. I don't know. Made my brain to <laughs> yeah. Made shout, my out brain to, Lost, shout out Lost, Lost Coast. Lost Cause Brewing. <laughs> uh, it made my Raspberry brain. Raspberry Brown, baby. <laughs> Allie, shout, out Savy. shout out T yeah. Savy. Shout out T Savy. Daddy Savy, Savior. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the review on Instagram, Tim. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I think my brain was just a little more uh, impressionable and softer from 
what I was up to. So I don't know. I was a little bit more of, I was less selective than I am now. I would say, so it kind of came into my life through those in those terms. Um, and honestly, it was like one of those things. It was like a fling that you have. It's like, you maybe listen to it for three weeks or three months or whatever. And then you just fucking drop it like a bad habit. It, and then like, it yeah. just, it, it like you remember, like you were saying about the fiery furnaces, you remember the kind of the cringy parts of it. And like, you're kind of like thinking like, Oh damn, why did I ever listen to this band? Or why did this band ever co come part of my listening regiment? Like what was I up to? And yeah. yeah. So you kind of just remember the contours of that, but did you it didn't guys really have an impression beyond that? So Kev, you said you listened to a couple of like Adrian, did you ever listen to this record more than like twice? This one? Um, Back in the day, probably no, probably not. Probably like maybe, yeah, maybe two times in someone's car or something. Uh, the mm -hmm. first one is the one I played a lot of. I think maybe I heard yeah. that, you know. It's not it came out in 2005, times. right? Yeah. This one, yeah, April 2005. The first one's think... not available on Spotify, but Pitchfork also liked that album as well. This was a thing that, like, I would always catch these albums, like, two to three years after they came out. So, like, I was mm -hmm. definitely not listening to this when I was in high school. You know, I was pretty immersed in hardcore and uh, metal um, in the scene. Shout out CCHC. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so I was always getting stuff that was, like, kind of aged out already. And, um, you know, giving it a listen and liking it. And, like, you know, it was a little bit more fun loving back then and just, you know, hopping around the forest doing yeah. my thing uh, i was kind of fit into my groove my lifestyle then but um yeah like i was saying just really escaped me other than i just remember them being precious and having the stupid name or the yeah. random name or whatever so and we are back uh now we're gonna go into how we react to the album now what our current reactions are having listened to it what do you feel about this album now adrian uh well to tell you the truth I half expected to hate it just because I, uh, just from discussing it and kind of having memories of listening to the other record, I was like, oh boy, this one's might be hard to, uh, take down again. But in listening to it, and actually, the I'll admit the first listen was kind of hard. I, you know, took a minute to get into it, but then it subsequent listens, it's like it, it, it burrowed its way into my brain and and there's parts of these songs that I'm like, damn, that they got that, you. That's great. Yeah, it's they like, got uh, me. The wrath is like the beginning of Wrath of Khan with those ear worm things. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, the you have to admit that there are parts of these songs that are just incredibly catchy, you know? I mean, I do not have to admit anything, sir. Are you a you sir guy now now? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> remember when people nerd? called people sir it's like yeah remember when like you made people call like white men sir that was, that was a great time to be alive are you a trad man now no <laughs> oh dude i got my uh so all my traditional tattoos are problematic now because they're all like hey now hairdresser or indian headdress tattoos it's very terrible <laughs> No, I was I wondering why the, the Twitter started following Ben Shapiro, but I guess now I know. <laughs> um, I am an honorable man. <laughs> but anyways, violin. Anyways, <laughs> getting woman, his... let me touch her once. 
Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, getting us back on track, fellas. Uh, <laughs> That's what you're here yeah. for. <laughs> um, so, like, I, I expected, I, I half expected to hate it, but then I ended up liking it quite a bit. And, you know, it grew with every listen. It grew quite a, you know, my, my enjoyment grew. So uh, after like three or four, uh, now I'm like, I'm all in. I, I like this band again. Uh, and wow. I listen, like I said, I listened to the first record again in that one. I feel like it's better than this one. It, I mean, just what's the difference, Adrian? Is is there a difference or it's just yeah, it's I mean, it's it definitely it sounds like a little bit less high high fidelity, even though I think it's the same. I think they they all recorded it together at their, you know, at their studio or whatever. Um, not positive about that, but it sounds a little bit more lo-fi, but also it hangs together better. I don't know if it's I mean, they're still doing the kind of skip around mishmash thing. But I guess it's not as turned up as it is here. And actually, that's one of the things I wanted to comment on is it's interesting you guys felt that it was like incredibly ADD style MTV cut, you know, between these different sections of songs. Because to me, like that's what I expected. And then listening to it, it's like, oh, actually, they kind of temper it a bit. And it's not as as crazy as that. A um, bit. For me, at least. However, there are songs that are like four minutes long that have like five parts. It's like yeah, yeah. If this I mean, band, I, if this band was just little two-minute little hitters, hit it and quit it, it'd be a lot better, I think. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. Um, but you know, I I, <laughs> I I expected it to be overstuffed. I expected it to feel pretentious. I expected it to feel, you know. Uh, I don't know, more cerebral or something, but it ended up, yeah, it, it's actually really kind of loose and fun and more casual than more disposable, I expected. you might say. <laughs> For you, yeah. Let's. <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like you got some strong opinions. Let's hear what you, your current reaction, though. I didn't hate it, I have to say. I just think for every song I thought was okay, there was a dud. And for every part of a song that I liked, it was quickly followed by a part of a song within that same song that I found annoying. Um, I just think with bands like this, at least fiery furnaces were just two people. So they had some type of type of direction. I think this band, like the whole, like five different singers sometimes it's like, eh. It's like, it makes me think like when you said these people played all these instruments, did they play them or did they just own them? And they just kind of <laughs> fucked around on it. Yeah. It's like, oh, I have a glockenspiel. I can bring it to the audio. I have in my notes. I was like, sitar is not a toy. Okay. Ravi Shankar <laughs> fucking rips. I love Ravi Shankar. I own many of his live albums. He's fucking amazing. And if you're just going to dick around with the sitar. I'm talking to you, dead George Harrison. It's like, show some respect. To, <laughs> show some respect to that fucking instrument. Episode five, wow. and we're calling out a member of the Beatles. That's fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. Not even, not even a live member, a dead <laughs> member yeah. of the Beatles. Wow. Peace and love. Peace and love. George Rips. It was the notes. It was the sitars that he didn't play that made him special. Mm. <laughs> That's deep. But yeah, so my current reactions, I didn't hate it. I just want to uh, play some of these songs just to illustrate what I was feeling a little bit more. So, Caleb? Yeah, um, so I thought we were going to take a field trip to the slaughterhouse with you guys, but you motherfuckers both showed up with quinoa. Um, 
So I'm about to go off, and I feel a little self-conscious about it, to be completely honest. But um, no, Caleb, you know what it is, him. dude. Caleb, let me just be honest, right? You want the clout, dude. You want these people to be your friends. <laughs> Never make friends with the band. Um, <laughs> Never meet your idols. You know what it is. We just we published, produced, put out there, threw it out into the internet, which nobody will even hear our first two episodes. But I did go back and listen to our Clap Your Hands episode. And I just felt so fucking mean on that episode. That on I'm Apple like, podcast. I, I think I'm, I think I'm uh, toning it down. I don't know. Gotten soft. Yeah. <laughs> don't temper yourself in now, your, man. In your old age. <laughs> you really, you need to live up to your wild man persona. I know, man. <laughs> More like mild man over here. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mild man in the morning. Ooh. Call me Pace Picante, baby. I'm mild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um yeah i listened to it uh i was only able to listen to it one and a half times physically able to listen to it um the first time i was jogging around the lake and um that's a stretch yeah <laughs> i'm not great at that but um that was a really bad idea because it like totally threw me off. I had like no rhythm. It was just all the jumping around they were doing did not energize me. So in case I die because of bad health, um, it's these guys' fault. And women. There's women in this band too. I hate to be so heteronormative. Um, yeah, I don't know really know how to criticize it without coming off as like, oh, the metal dude and being all macho and aggro and whatnot. So I'll try to avoid that. Um I, yeah, I didn't like it. It was just, it was too manic and random sounding. Um, and I had had a memory that it was more like you were saying, Adrian, just like subdued and, um, you know, just kind of more of what I thought twee pop was, were just, uh, just like kind of simple or strong structures and, you know, maybe some multi instrumentalist stuff here and there. But, um, yeah, I don't remember it just being having all these weird commercial jingles and bubblegum pop like elements and all that hopping around they were doing so yeah. um that was kind of jarring on the re-listen for me it was like a little bit upsetting i'm not <laughs> i'm not into that stuff um you, you know were I, I, you were yeah by the sound. yeah i felt i felt a little triggered um trigger warning as a metal head i feel extremely that's what i'm that's what i'm openly trying to avoid so i i'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to measure my words. What you got uh, to understand is, as a metalhead, anytime I'm not hearing metal, I want to fucking beat someone up. Yeah. I want to beat someone up. We're Caleb. all we're all quote. That's a direct quote from myself, Caleb. Yeah. You know what's funny though? There is total genres of metal that, that are, are like this. Exactly. That are like this. Yeah, they're just like part, 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 different part. It's, it's all. Just it's like, the Pro Tools effect. I think it's just yeah. like we can do it, so let's do it. Let's do a thousand little multi-track shit. Yeah, it's such uh, a two thousands thing, like an early two thousands thing, right? Yeah, I mean, totally. I said like the one band I knew that did this before the Pro Tools age was like Phantomas, where it was like they, but they were actually probably recording off of like real tracks, right? Am yeah, they were probably in a real studio. Yeah. And they were well, doing I mean, soundtracks too. They were like, yeah, and Pro Tools scores. existed then. I think they probably, their song structures definitely are this too, like the kind of mishmash 
15 yeah. parts kind of thing. Hoppers, mm-hmm. hopping around. I don't know, but you could say like the Minutemen kind of have this vibe, you know, where they're. But the Minutemen kept kept their songs to like two minutes. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. They it, just write one good song and then go into the next song. Don't no, make... you need to redo that because anytime you talk about 80s punk and hardcore, you have to you have to oh, start what with you gotta what understand. you got to understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're gonna do the Minutemen did 40 songs. All right. There can be only one Minutemen. You're just copying the Minutemen. Like, don't do the fucking I mean, Minutemen. it was literally in their name. You, you can't accuse them of false advertising. <laughs> it's true. But the Minutemen are also really tight musicians. Nobody on this album impressed me as a good musician, to say the least. That's what I want to say, because what it brought me back to and um, kind of a painful story for me to retell, but I basically had a nervous breakdown at a house show once in Syracuse when I lived out there. Oh, I was there, baby. No one was there. And there's this fucking band. They were like this band, just like understated. They were a shitty animal collective. Indie pop. And they were just playing like little toy Fisher Price, like like, little bloopy bleepies. One buddy would get up and like start jog dancing and like clapping. And they, I was just like, I was so incensed by it. I was just like, this band doesn't fucking care. His metal lazy. His metal head. Why am I at the show? What the fuck? He's like, like, what would Lars do? WWLD. Yeah. You know what's funny is there is nobody in the entire universe who's a Lars Aldridge guy. No one's like, yeah, <laughs> Lars is my guy. He's just like, he's just fucking there. He sucks at drums. He's terrible. The, the, when a band has a shitty drum, there is a term called the Lars syndrome. You it's know like what? a it is a diagnosable thing. Yeah, with Molly Crew should have traded uh Tommy Lee for Lars, and they both would have been better for it. <laughs> That's a thought, dude. I might have to hit up my boy Girl Talk to do some we get a remixes. remix. Yeah, can I get a remix? But yeah, back to my reactions of how I listen to it now. It's like, yeah, it's pretty maximalist. You know, they're really throwing a lot out there. Um, and that's not what I expected of this era of kind of pop oriented indie bands. Um, so that was like hard. That was a little hard on me. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think though. I had the most fun re-listening to it yesterday. We were driving around in the car, went to the record store, doing our thing. And uh, Jen, my wife, she tore into it. And Wifey's it, corner. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and her reaction to it was just fucking, it, oh my God. At one point, she was listening to it, mimicking the vocals and said, shame on you to the person wow. coming out of the studio. <laughs> oh, I no. lost my shit. It was hilarious. <laughs> and at one point she said, this makes me want to eat a rock candy necklace. And I said, what does that even mean? And her response was exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> wow. that's an enigma of a sense, but it was it's more like, oh my God, uh, it was hilarious. She was like, and she's like, yeah, it just sounds like Rocky Horror Picture Show, like show tunes. Like, yeah, like they're, and, and they're, and they're derivative but only for like a second, you know, like they kind of like, I don't even know what their influences be. These, I don't know if bands like this even have influences. Well, let's listen to it then. Right. If we can't explain it, we got to let them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, just to, just to put a cap on it. I did not like it. It did not work for me on the relist. And um, yeah, it was too sugary, too much random sugary parts to it. And um I don't think I will be listening to this album ever again. <laughs> uh, Except uh, the songs I'm about to hear. 
okay, Lars, we believe <laughs> you. Yeah. So we'll we'll move into the uh, titular uh, part of our of the pod here. Um, and let's, well, just let's just talk before, our... sorry, oh, just before bad. we move on, uh, I just have one little note about band influences. In that uh, interview I read, they do name check a bunch of things, you know, Alan Lomax and some other stuff uh, mm. for a song that they're working at the time. But they mentioned too what I thought like that actually makes sense in uh, in terms of influence. Uh, it's Van Dyke Parks, who Whoa. we talked a little bit about. Friend of, on, friend uh, of the pod, yeah, Pull friend of the pod. <laughs> uh, and then the Art of Noise, who were like this '80s uh, kind of mashup before mashup kind of thing, like uh, Negative Land. Kind of, yeah, but but more pop ish, more. Um, I don't know. They, you know, they've been sampled by oh, tons wait. of hip hop artists. Adrian, and this just in. I'm checking Twitter. Art of Noise uh, slapped Architecture in Helsinki with a cease and desist. With the lawsuit says, please stop checking us as one of your influences. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to add that note. If you because like keep those my two, name out you, your mouth. <laughs> if you think about it, like Art of Noise, who is like this kind of sampler based. Uh, thing and then Van Dyke Parks, who was like a bunch of different sounds. And yeah, then... but that makes, makes sense. sense. Sampling makes sense because you're sampling musicians that know how to play really good <laughs> music. You yourself can't just sample yourself if you don't know how to play really good music. It just sounds like little kid toy bloopy bloopy crap. And it will make me have a nervous breakdown again. So just fucking stop it, please. Well, on Please. that note, let's, uh, let's get into the music, shall we? And again, yeah. I like me. this album. <laughs> <laughs> the Dregs. Welcome back to The Dregs. Oh, it's the, is it The Dredge or The Dregs? Yeah. Oh, where we dreg up, where we dredge up The Dregs. We dredge The Dregs, baby. <laughs> All right, well... Uh... <laughs> So yeah, what are your uh, let's go to yeah uh, who wants to who wants to knock it off who wants to start it okay Adrian I think we share a slapper so I'll just do my low key slappers all right and so I made sure to timestamp all this stuff you got to have a fucking stopwatch with this album to like <laughs> Man highlight, with the stopwatch highlight the good parts so I did highlight never ever did as a slapper just caleb you already mentioned it there's the bells that toll at the beginning it sounds like the undertaker is going to be featured on this album the wrestler <laughs> and i was like oh, Did you just shit. lift that from my notes i'm not sharing my notes again i just fucking credited you <laughs> <This shit. laughs> open your ojos your hijos. should we should we hear a little bit of that intro yeah sure Why all right here it's kind of cinematic a- Never, never, ever, ever did. One word. Never, ever did. Oh, Hogan. <laughs> you got fucking Paul Bear on the track. This has a little bit of uh, Maricone vibes. Maricone yeah. just turned in yeah. his grave. What? I just saw on Twitter. <laughs> this just did. Maricone turns in grave as podcaster. Compares him to I A I H, um, and then Adrian. So that same song never ever did. The first like minute twenty is kind of good. It's like a cinematic thing, and then there's like a minute of annoying shit, which like almost every song has an annoying part. But Adrian, could you 
let's see, fast forward to the 325 mark. It kind of sounds like The Clash Straight to Hell. The song, it has a little Joe Strummer vocal going on. Yeah, I'm really, thought, you said that in the group text the other day and it did not register. So I'm, I'm really curious to hear this. All right, give it a chance. Okay, well. Here it is. Yeah, then it goes into like that ecstatic, like kind of like, I like the end of that song. Shit too. It's I like, like the end of that song. Sue me. I saw too many bands like at house shows of like, yeah, just everyone wearing jean cutoff shorts, just like dancing around. And um, that, that vibe at the end there. Yeah. Damn. I think I had the same slapper as Adrian. Uh, my other, I think my other kind of low key slapper, I would say, was the Friends, or no, yeah, Frenzy on Faking, I guess. Frenchy, Frenchy yeah. yeah. And for those, since this is an audio medium, Noah actually has notes. Is that a notebook? Yeah, baby. Wow. I'm like very, the very, notebook. Very I'm old school. I'm Gosling. <laughs> I'm like Gina Rollins. I'm like the lead singer from Dead Man's Bones episode getting, coming soon. About to drop I'm, that. I'm getting wet like Gina Rollins on the set of a Cassavetes movie, homie. Wow. Oh boy! Did you have a timestamp for Frenchie on faking? No, I think just any random spot you'll get the gist. It doesn't fucking matter. I guess the beginning has a nice guitar riff. All right, here's a little bit of the beginning of Frenchie on faking. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> but yeah, I don't mind that. It should that I intro is kind of like a math rock. If math rock was like pre-algebra rock, um, it's like if scene... math rock started in 1955. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wait, 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 Adrian. Maybe play like uh, let's see, a minute like 30 into that song. There's like a keyboard part, and it kind of gave me a Fun Machine vibe. Let me see. Shout out, Shun- Fun Machine. Shout out to our, our band. The Santa Maria band. Great, this, great Santa Maria. This song is annoying, but it kind of grew on me. Okay. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> I don't know that song, but I said it in my notes that song number nine, and there's twelve songs on this album. That should have been the last song, in my opinion. Yeah, it's twelve songs too many. Whoa. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it for my slappers. All right. Well, since you already mentioned that we share a, a slapper, I will uh, talk about that. Um, 
the one there's a few on here that actually uh call out to me need to shout was one that i like that you guys actually seems to be on your um whack list uh but uh do the whirlwind is just like i think it finds the perfect balance of sort of the the kitchen sink aesthetics and then sort of like the the grooviness that they're going for yeah it's almost like like if you tried to recreate a prince album in your like bedroom it's kind of that vibe a little bit which i i dig but it's uh, not Prince quite as famously good. recorded in his bedroom adrian yeah i, I mean exactly like no one can can t- touch him <laughs> and but more uh, of... turning in your grave news this <laughs> in from paisley park minnesota um but Somebody should put I, cameras on celebrity graves, like in mausoleums, <laughs> and like see if they actually that could actually happen where they turn. Yeah, Hitler is just constantly spinning. He's like, Fuck, oh. Joe Rogan mentioned me again. Oh, oh boy. Um, but I just think that uh, it, yeah, it, obviously it's nowhere near as good as Prince's, and then, but it, it has the kind of funkiness to it that I appreciate. Um, so I'll just play a little bit of that right now. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I... I, yeah. That was to me the most one of the more pop straight, and it, it's also one of the ones where I think they they switch it up like maybe twice versus yeah, like it, four times. It, it feels like a regular song. It is like four minutes. It's a little long, but they do allow the groove to play out. Yeah, I and mean, I think that really benefits it because some of the other ones, they just like, like you're saying. There's like you know a minute of really catchy, really great shit, and then it's followed up by uh 30 45 seconds of something you're like ah, i'm not really as into this that was like the eighth band member that like emailed them their tuba section that they had to <laughs> splice into the song am i crazy agent you're the lcd sound system stan on this podcast does that song remind you of the song dance yourself clean like the the little beat to it with the synth we're doing yeah. all the callbacks this episode. I think Papa Murphy ripped that off. I can definitely see someone playing it like a back to back at a at a like indie yeah. night for sure. That song gave me a little ESG vibe. Oh man, we'll probably like never sh- go to another indie night. <laughs> if you think about it, that song gave me a little ESG vibes, but ESG is. I mean, they're ESG beyond this one. Yeah, yeah ESG. Uh, that's. That band Kiki, stays in the pocket. This is the only song Kiki liked for Wifey's Corner. Um, she said, though, she was like kind of dancing around to this song. She's like, this song's not bad. But then she said, she's like, a lot going on once again. Like, that's been her complaint <laughs> about like these indie bands that we've been listening to. It's like, again, a lot going on. And I'm like, yeah, is that just the multi track technology stuff that like, kind of got in these people's way in a, in a way i don't know yeah i just think it's like attention span too you know they have like a lot of different ideas and they all want to seat at the table on it and they just kind of just well, go plus, for it we're looking at it in hindsight where there's been 
you know, a hundred bands that have tried this sound and to varying degrees of success. But around this time, it was sort of novel still. It was sort of like, oh, that's kind of interesting and it makes sense for the time. I don't know. I think that it's a lot, it's easier to be harsh on it in hindsight because the sound is, was co-opted by so many other, you know, artists. Adrian, would you say as a resident archivist and historian and just general holder of knowledge around indie? Um, general incel. What would you say? <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> hey. <laughs> no. Um, would you say this band, uh, this band crawled so so 100 Gex could walk? Is this what 100 Gex sounds like? Yeah, what is 1,000 Gex? What is that? I, is it 100 I mean, or 1,000? You, Aren't they I've like, only, isn't that their whole thing? They're all tweaked yeah, out or whatever. I've never, yeah. I've never listened to them. I've only heard they sound these, fucking this, exhausting. Like, I've not sound because I've never heard them, yes, but if exactly. like what they sound like as a band, yeah. it sounds fucking like something I'd yeah. want to say far, far Adrian, away. Adrian, you're the only person that I know who has listened to that band and described <laughs> them in the group text. So, yeah, what it, is that what that is? <sighs> I mean, to the ex- to an extreme, yeah. <laughs> It's hard to explain because they are kind of like they are the extreme version of this where it is like, let's just fucking throw everything into a blender and, you know, have these crazy chipmunk vocals over new metal guitars with the hip hop beat plus, you know, the textures of, I don't know, you know, 2010s the drug rap kind of thing. I, there's a lot of stuff going on and I, I guess you can point a line directly back to architecture and Helsinki, architecture in Helsinki, uh, fiery furnaces like certainly like they were the start of kind of the mishmash i mean you know but th- then again you could say girl talk is also responsible for this or danger mouse or any of the the mashup artists who are doing the same kind of thing but you know with within a hip-hop context or within a dance context or whatever electronic music context mm. yeah I guess okay, thank you. I really needed that explainer because I've just I've just only seen that band as like a meme, you know, <laughs> and never really got to like the core of what like what their deal was. So that was, that was I mean, super helpful. I like them, you know. Uh, shout out hundred gex. Is that how you say that too? hundred. I have gex? no idea. I I feel like we're just like all like in the internet age, like now. so many bands. You just read the name. And the same mm-hmm. thing happens with rappers, where it's like. Oh, okay, your name is never meant to be spoken. It's just to be read on a a website. So it's like you can't even put word like you can't articulate it like out loud. Well, I mean, on you guys should record, try listening to metal sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the, that's literally the story of my fucking life. I have to be like, I'll text the homie and be like, Oh, yeah, have you heard like that Finnish. new? Have you heard that new Swedish Finnish. shit? Finnish. You gotta know some Finnish. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of good Finnish metal, a lot of sketchy shit out there too. What's but, a yeah, metal it's band like, out of uh, Helsinki, Caleb? Give us a little jewel, drop us a jewel. Oh, um, I think they're from Helsinki. They're called Demolich. They were like, um, eh, eh, nobody cares, nobody cares. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they're cool, like sci-fi kind of a theme death metal band. They got some cool raw technical parts. Uh, they're fucking sick. They're a big influence on that band Blood Incantation, which is super popular now. Yeah, Everyone's I like that. aping on them. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're kind of the moving first on, incarnation on, of that. Moving on, moving on. We'll say yeah, that for it. the I didn't, I didn't come here to talk about metal. Yeah, not gonna happen. All right. Well, Caleb, I'm guessing you have zero slappers or bops. Oh, yeah. Why would what you is... say that? Um, 
yes i have no bops you can just skip me out right i did have like noah said the intro uh only because it kind of had the uh undertaker, undertaker vibes live. intro yeah. also knows um, uh never ever ever did yeah never. and uh, i could go into i could go into my flops then you know just to kind of get me out of the way yeah start us off um sure. so you know i can because i woke up this morning and chose negativity um flop i think the one song that just like i just bugged the shit out of me was that song cemetery oh yeah um i don't know what the fuck is going on with that bare naked lady vibes yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yeah it has some it's just like sublime alert sublime alert yeah i don't know what they're going for or what set them off to i don't know um let's get monster mash but that little chopin diddy of that song Caleb, if, if I could re- if I could recommend, I don't know if you have a timestamp, but I would say a minute oh five. You get this like sure. shitty, shitty version of the monster mash. Yeah, let's do that. That <laughs> works for me. All right, here we go. Here is the cemetery. Everyone you forgot, everything that you need, everybody gonna make it to the cemetery. There's a wasp, there's a neil, there's a lenny, there's an iron, there's a We did the match. The monster mash. It's, naked ladies it's that ladies part the bare naked ladies part was like because even like that part before it's like quirky and obviously annoying but um what really got stuck in my craw was the that part that comes right after with the that song is only two minutes long but it feels like the longest song on the album <laughs> yeah it sounds like i'm stuck in the cemetery for eternity i actually like that oh, song yeah. it, it had it on my honorable mention but it definitely not one of my favorites uh, but I thought it was all right. Yeah, I've been on my dis, my dishonorable <laughs> mention. Adrian, that is fucking insane. <laughs> well, I am the true believer, so. <laughs> uh, usually, we're, we don't pass judgment here, but that's yeah, it's fucking wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, what are your flops, or Adrian? What doesn't work for you? Um. So, I don't, there's a lot of songs where I I felt like parts could be dropped or whatever, or you know they could extend one part and make it a really good song, but the one um, that I felt like was just too overstuffed, too many things going on, and and wouldn't be made better if it was split up is the title track, um, well semi title track I guess in case we die parts one through four, which is literally four parts. Um, uh, to me, like even if you split it up into two songs with two different parts like it would be better it's just i don't know i i still like it but it's not it, it definitely gets to what you guys are com- are complaining about with you know too much shit going on too much switching between sounds not enough you know sticking with a groove when it's actually good yeah um, but you know i i and the thing is like i do like the individual parts but when you put them together here especially it's like in the middle of the record I, I just think that you could skip this one. You know, it's kind of um, it's kind of ignorable. I think, even though there is some good parts to it. Uh, Do you have a timestamp of the shittiest part? <laughs> no, I. Again, there's like four different parts, so I'll just play a random spot just so you get a little taste of. Yeah. In case we die here. In my notes, I just have yikes. 
<laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Funeral dirge, I guess. Yeah, little marching band vibes. There's a lot of marching band vibes on this record. I mean, that could almost be like Arcade Fire. Yeah, know, which was another yeah. band that sounded like the Decemberists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> Wait, does the sem? Is the Decemberist ever sound good in a good way? <laughs> Ouch! What do they sing uh, about? They're like Dojchayevsky sings the blues. What's their deal? Just like yeah, they have like songs about impenetrable yeah, like Russian, like Tsarist Russia. <laughs> save, I think they have a lot it, of save it for the yeah, pod. Save it for our crane wife episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they have a lot of trad man <laughs> vibes though too. The crane wife. Yeah, that's like what? Okay, let's guess what number episode that was. I'm mean, like seventy two. Like around to that next episode. If we if we're doing this one by five, we might as well get to the dregs of. I feel like we did this one because we this was like a very central band to the like the the nascent discussion around this of like bands like Architecture and Helsinki. They are kind of like that band. They have like they symbolize a lot of what was happening in indie music that we're trying to like unpack so um yeah they come up a lot more than you'd expect yeah for sure they were trending on twitter yesterday are you all on twitter now oh you're the twitter guy yeah i'm a twitter freak are you a reply guy you're a user guy they were trending on twitter because it was like in case we die it turns out they all died oh that has not been fact checked, but let's just go with it. What are your uh, What are your stinkers, Noah? Little stinkers. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Adrian. Did you have any more stinkers? Oh yeah. No, that's the only one I had. The my um, skippable list. The I got song a he few. So this album is 12 songs. The last three or the last two, I didn't. I kind of stopped listening. Um, <laughs> and I'd say I have like four stinkers out of the 12 songs so not not a great ratio not the worst ratio um but one i want to highlight would probably be need to shout it's song number 10 and i think it's a dud there is just a warning there's breathy vocal alert hardcore thank you All right. i'll take my headphones off right around a minute 20 um and a personal note it was about the 250 mark of this song where i kind of just stopped listening to the rest of the album it was like i didn't make it to the end of the movie You're like I'm out. I'm out yeah i'm out it's like nice try I because i think the old one through nine is try. one through nine is doable but the 10 through 12 is just trash <laughs> adrian if you could cue it up around a minute 20 there is a bit of a we mentioned Minuteman quite a bit. There is like a D Boone guitar riff somewhere kind of buried in this. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. 
That was disgusting. Yeah, there's some lecherous vocals. You should be jailed. Yeah, and also, <laughs> Noah, we have another uh, what I'm calling grave roll alert, uh, Deep Boone. And that song is a uh, Bare Naked Ladies vibe again. Bare Naked Ladies might have been this. Was Bare Naked Ladies huge in Australia? Do we not? Do we not know about that? They're <laughs> Canadian, right? So I don't know if there's some sort of cross-cultural commonwealth. Uh, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, bare naked ladies. See, it's one of the, it's the same thing I'm having a uh, problem with. It's like, okay, just because you guys sound like nice guys, does that mean I have to be a nice guy when I'm talking about your band? Because I think you guys are fucking <laughs> trash. Like straight up trash. It's kind of like if you if they are if they caught wind of your criticism, you'd feel like it would it would crush them. Yeah, like yeah. you don't want to inflict <laughs> that level of harm on anyone. Exactly. Yeah, I know what you mean. But they're just that's... having fun. But I mean, I don't know. They're like aggressively white and fucking <laughs> boring and which uh that was aggressively white was the working title for this album as well, before they settle on case we die. Um I think what else do I have? A, oh, the dud also is was kind of like their hit. It was like I was reading their Wikipedia. The reason they got signed was off the strength of the second song on this album. It's five, and I was like, this song is fucking terrible and it's way too long. <laughs> oh, actually, way too long. Yeah, two minutes long. Well, okay, that was my problem. So it bleeds into song number three. So I just put those two songs together and I was like, oh, both these songs stink. Too slow. Well, here's a little of It's Five, which also, interestingly enough, is is spelled I-T apostrophe five. Five. So not clever, not funny. Once not again, clever. what is that even playing mean? around with that, with grammar? You know when I hear vocals annoying. like that, what it always reminds me of? Remember that part in the Bamboozled where like Paul Mooney is talking to Damon Wayne's character? <laughs> yeah. He's like, what's he say? He's like, where did you get that fucking accent or whatever? <laughs> Caleb, you can't. I don't know. That, that that movie has something to say. I don't know if you can translate that metaphor to a... I, yeah, I'm not saying this. I'm just for architectural part. and the Helsinki. <laughs> you know, it, just, it just cracks me up that that line reading that he does it's like yeah where the fuck great movie you? uh fuck like that streaming now on uh the criterion channel go check it out shout out spike lee spike yeah. lee shout out spike lee we are not sponsored in any way by the criterion channel but hey you want to throw I us some ducats i'm a charter member know. any randos or or Caleb, did you do yours everything's a dud for you Caleb, right? yeah and that cemetery song really highlights what yeah, i dislike okay. about yeah. this whole album so i've said all i need to say any randos? Yeah, we're some I mean, stragglers. I don't know. Is there anything really worth talking about? The one I want to say would be um, maybe you can something me. Maybe you can owe me. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that that one was actually on my honorable mentions list. And that one, um, that one definitely was a grower, and that one I I ended up liking quite a bit. It has it kind of has a BSS vibes, broken social seed vibes. Yeah. Who. Every single time I listen to this, it came after it was over. It came to a 
broken social scene song and i was like oh, oh this is dude. so much better than oh you'll never guess what my song rolled over to and i mine was the album. country yellow teeth Kill. holy yellow shit boy. me too yeah and oh, i gotta actually, say i think i got one of those at, at some point yeah too. you know adrian so the They're first time definitely I was, fucking spying on us the first time i did <laughs> The first time I did it was Country Yellow Teeth, and the second time was uh, Seventeen Yog or AFA Seventeen Yog. I think we've um, yeah, mentioned. I think I we've managed to mention every other episode in this episode. <laughs> that's true. Well, we, we're building a universe. Like Marvel. yeah, that's true. <laughs> the extended universe, the Wacker Slaps extended universe. Um, play this. All random, you wackies out there. Random piece of crap. <laughs> All right, here's a little bit of Maybe You Can Owe Me. I'm going to pee in the meantime. It's on this album. All right. I think we've said all we need to say um, about what we like and don't like. In my case, kind of hate. Um, so we'll go right into our ratings. And uh, yeah, Noah, what would you give this album? Scale of one to ten. Yeah, I just... Work style. You know, with these eclectic kind of genre hopping melodies, form of songwriting, for everything I like, there's something I didn't like. So there's 12 songs, which means I hated half of it. So I give it a 6.0. That's what I give it. Okay. So sue me. Okay. Okay. Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Noted. Adrian, what are you giving this? So I've considered quite a bit, actually, in listening to this. Yeah, don't consider too much on this <laughs> yeah come on as true a, believer you don't always have to truly believe well i you know I, the thing is like i have to be i have to be true i have to be honest and and honestly this record grew on me every listen uh um, like a fucking sith on my taint grew on me um you know i i found it charming where you know i think where you guys find it abrasive i find some charm in it so yeah I don't think it. I don't think it. You know, it needs an eight point eight. That's crazy high. But I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a nice seven point eight. I think to me that's fair. Uh, not quite breaking the eight point oh, but okay. still pretty good. You know, um, and so that, that'd be like a Sunday, a Sunday rating. Years <laughs> later, yeah, that'd be like a. That's like a doom metal release. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give old, it's give the old doom metal a uh, review treatment. So that's where I'm going. I'm gonna say seven, eight. You know, pleasant album, great record. First one's better, uh, but I still enjoyed it. So I'll take your word on that for the first record. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. So me, um, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, shred this bad boy. <laughs> yeah, shred dude, let's get the fucking gloves are tear, off. Tear right let's into the, it. Let's get the cleaver out. I'm gonna meet them halfway and give them a five. All right. 5.0, which is not my lowest rating ever on this show. So, you know, I'm being somewhat no. merciful. Yeah, this um, album's too long. Yeah, it, it's because it, it's an exhausting listen, I would say, because it's too long. And like you said, it has just so much 
happening song to song. So it's like, yeah, if it was if it was one through nine, I might. If there was nine, the first nine songs, and chop off those last three. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If I was a moil, I would say the last three songs are the schmuck, <laughs> and I would Harvey scissor hands this bad boy, and make it <laughs> nine songs. Nice. Yeah. So that brings us to a total of 6.3 if I'm rounding up. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah that's that's fair. That sounds I've, about I've right. I've listened between. to plenty of 6.3 albums. I'm not I'm not oh, below yeah. that. Yeah. Not above that. Yeah. But like we always say, um, that scale is complete and utter bullshit. It doesn't matter. The only scale which does matter is this scale okay would you rather listen to this these nine how many 12 songs on this album or listen to grammy award-winning 1999 hit smooth by carlos santana featuring rob thomas of matchbox 20 from the album supernatural an equal amount of times smooth scale smooth scale Um, baby I would say so for every time this album does one of their you know where they switch it up on a song I would just wish they would just sample smooth <laughs> like they would have like a little two second intro and then anytime it's like any thought you get no 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 just sample smooth like anytime you want to switch it up on the track just sample smooth but I, I think smooth should be like 90% of this album I think it could fit in there as of a piece. Right. Yeah, I agree. What I'm going to do is I am going to listen to Smooth. Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to listen to Smooth once, but I'm going to listen to the whole Supernatural album while I'm at it. So <laughs> I, I need to treat myself, uh, you know, a little palate the, cleanser. Maria, 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 and then the oh, you know um, what? Maria, the Maria, there's an Everlast Jam. The Everlast Jam kind of bops. I'm going to be completely honest. It's the real dour song, but it's good. Yeah. You might have to listen to Smooth and Maria Maria after this album. This is both the Smooth Do a little, and little the Maria Santana Maria sandwich. Sandwich. Yeah, a little sand, a little <laughs> I I'm not going to disagree with you guys. I think that this record, as much as I did enjoy it after you know going through it, I think that you could definitely cut three or four of these songs and it would still be pretty pretty tight and lean uh and and be better for it so i will say that um cut cut a quarter of this album replace it with uh smooth and you might have something there all right well let's hear that let's hear a quarter yeah, let's, of get, a little, let's get a little bump and let's hear the rest of smooth let's pretend we listen to a quarter of the, <laughs> we cut a quarter of this record and now let's hear a little bit of smooth Can you hear a toy saxophone? It's the architecture. The architecture in Helsinki, baby. Case we die. Oh, man. Every time, every time just gets me. Just gets me. Rob could have done some vocals on this album. Yeah. yeah, I mean, every it seems like every single member of this band did vocals at some point. Yeah, yeah, just throw a little Rob Robbie Tom in there. 
That's something and, I would say for future bands. If you're just, if ever you find yourself where every band member is singing on every song, you might have to question like, who's steering the ship? <laughs> yeah yeah i think a little bit of editing goes a long yeah, way in a band like a one way. of my one of my overarching notes from this is like just because you can doesn't mean you should um and that goes for a lot of things in life uh, so maybe what the, actually you know what and that just, goes just for to, you too <laughs> just just to kind of um comment on that i think that's interesting because this record was produced by uh two of the band members I thought um, you were going to say actually, Danger Mouse for a second. No, no. I was like, oh no. Like, oh, we can't get away from him. He's everywhere. Um, but That's uh, mouse. it was produced by by um, James Cecil, who I mentioned earlier, and then Cameron Bird, and they call themselves as a production duo, The Carbohydrates. So A lot of empty that's, calories. That's what we're working with. Yeah. Well, I you. am, consider me keto then. <laughs> They're the Carbohydrates. <laughs> So do we want to go into what happened to this band? I mean, like I said, they fell off my personal radar. They like, moved to Billy Bird, I believe. Yeah, I think at some point they did move to New York. They did a mass relocation? I don't, no, I think they, they downgraded. I think at some point it oh. became a six-piece. Um, and then the last I heard, they were in 2018. They did some dates, and then they said we're gonna go in this. We're gonna go in the studio now and record some stuff, and that was it. They ha- haven't been heard from ever since. They so. haven't been out. They're gonna make such an epic album once they get out of that studio. <laughs> yeah, I heard I, some. Uh, <laughs> I listened to some of their follow-up albums. I think the one album that came out after this, like yeah, it's called, like the shape of things. <laughs> it's all I like think, funky or whatever. I think yeah. I listened. To, I think that's the album I listened to. There's more because that would have been like where it already had an active interest in them, and then they dropped a new album. So yeah. I, I think I listened to that one more, and that one's all right. It is kind of like you know no, bedroom pop. Prince, no, um, no. But then I accidentally listened to a song from like 2013 or something today, and it was a clunker. How was it? It goes a little something like this. I did not like it. All right. Well, does anyone uh, have anything else to tie this tie this up? Uh, just that. I apologize to the audience for uh, such a minor <laughs> album to be covered. <laughs> yeah, but also let, let it be a warning. There's going to be a lot of this. There's like, like we said, just the the history of indie music and indie rock is just, it's all dregs, really. If you look at it, it's like that meme of like the two astronauts and they're looking at the Earth and whatever. It's like it's all dregs. Yeah, you it's know, it's dregs. a bad episode if Adrian doesn't get it. Oh, the rating over a seven point five. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a seven point eight. That was a seven point. Oh, uh, okay. Well, you know, it's bad when it's below an eight. <laughs> And, and if if any of the architecture and Helsinki members are out there, I I just want to say I like I like your band. Ozzy, 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 oi, oi, oi. Hit us up. Okay, uh, Noah, game master, what do you got for us this week? I got a little game for us. Let's keep it uh, Australian. Ooh. The game is all day British or all day Australian. Hmm. Wait, did mm. two British and Australian people just walk into your apartment? <laughs> Spot on. Oi. Men at work. Australian for band. Nice. <laughs> um, okay. Ready? Yes. So you just name, are they Australian or are they British? 
All right, here we go. Empire of the Sun. Ooh. Ooh, they got skewered on Pitchfork once. I remember they that they got like a three or something. <laughs> Me yeah. and Matt, shout out to past guests. They were on like a commercial at one point. And we were like watching TV at my house, like smoking weed. And we're like, who the fuck is this shitty band? And then he came over like two days later. And he's like, I found out who that band was. It was Empire <laughs> of the Sun. And then we just went down a rabbit hole. Oh, watching no. their like YouTube videos. We're like, this is embarrassing. Isn't that a Steven Spielberg movie? With Christian I don't Bella? care. Are they Australian yeah. or are they British? Uh, Aussie. I was say Aust- Australian. There's, it's sunnier. They yeah. are. They are. Okay, number and two. And also, Nat, I think, drove a Golf. He didn't drive a Red Jetta. Just I want to clear that up. Oh, what? yeah. Hmm. <laughs> okay, Red Golf. Same company, right? Yeah, yeah, BW. Okay, the Kooks. The Kooks. Oh, my God. Remember them? The Kooks. Wow. I'm going to say Aussie, but they could really go either way. I think they were English. They were somewhat above ground, right? They were somewhat popular. Yeah, yeah they, they had like Rolling one song. Stone, yeah. Did they have beef with like the that coked up dude who dated oh, yeah. Kate Moss? <laughs> You're talking about oh, the uh, Libertines Daugh- dude, Daugherty. yeah, Libertines guy, Daughtery, Chris, he, Daugherty. Peter Daughtery or whatever. His name Daugherty, is. Yeah, he. I think he had beef with everybody that he <laughs> crossed, crossed his path. Respect to that guy. Yeah, dude, epic cokehead. The Kooks, British. Hmm. So okay. Number three here. Casbian. Kasabian? Oh, Kasabian. Oh, Kasabian. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Named after uh, the Manson family member, right? Oh, that's Ooh. tasteful. Thanks, Kasabian. I want to uh, say. Ar- Armenian? <laughs> I want to say Ozzy again. I'm just going to go Ozzy on all these. I'm just going to go Ozzy down the line. Um, Ozzy. Do you think Ozzy Osbourne is ever pissed that like people confuse his name for Ozzy? Ozzy? <laughs> no, I don't think that guy thinks that much. Yeah, this. I'm not sure thoughts have no. entered his mind since 2002. <laughs> He's like Sharon. That's all he ever says. The dude's fucking. <laughs> no, they hilarious. got they got divorced. Oh, he is like a sex addict. Um. <laughs> <laughs> How does his dick ever get hard? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Science. Science. It probably helps if you're a millionaire. Um, I'm going to go Kasabian. Uh, I'm going to say Australian as well. Yeah, that ish. Oh, wow. Ooh, okay. All right. Cut copy. Australian. Australian. Yes. Damn, you guys are quick on that one. Yeah, that I see, was I, pretty popular. Yeah, no, I, saw, Edward I saw them was into that. For some Edward loved and, uh, cut Me copy. and the aforementioned Natavut, we saw them live in uh, Mountain View. They were at a festival. Nice. Aren't they just boring? It was good, no, actually. They, they were cool. they they were like better bands. Yeah, yeah, they were dancy. Save it for the save it for the pot. <laughs> All right, here we go. King. King ain't. Oh, they were like the fence folds of Keen is English. What was their hit? It was like, look at the stars. Look how they shine fall. Not every British band from the two thousands is Coldplay. But Wait, Keen was Keen was actually Coldplay. <laughs> cold Imagine being Radiohead light light. Jesus. Yeah, Snow Patrols, Snow Patrol. You were patrolling. <laughs> they were, they snow, were patrol. snow Patrol to Snow Patrol. 
Do you think they were uh, named after the shoes or that movie with uh, the dude from? It was definitely Billions. the movie where the kid, where the guy lost his kid at the. Subway. No, he, he he kidnapped a kid. Yeah, yeah. Or he lost a kid and then he kidnapped a kid. That movie <laughs> is, whew, that's a bleak fucking picture. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's fucked up. It's too All right, so I think I said British. I want to say British. Caleb, I'm gonna go British. Say? I'm gonna go British, like the dude um, they, they in that movie. Bit. They all British. Yeah. They all British. Okay, here we go. Fowls. Terrible band name. It's hard to say. Uh, fouls. 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 But not fouls like a basketball game, but like a yeah, turkey. Full, birds. Foul? Like, that's well, no, no, not like birds, right? Like, or is it? I don't even F-O-A-L-S. F-O-A-L. What is that? Foul? I'm going to say, I think they're from the UK, British. I've never even heard of this band, so I'm going to say Australian. They're British. They're British. Okay, here we go. Jet. Are you going to be my girl? Jet? Oh, Jet. They're Australian. Yeah, famously Australian. Yeah, I thought maybe you guys forget about Jet. I wish I could. All right. Still Phoenix. one of the best pitchfork reviews. The best pitchfork review of all time. Just They're so high. As long mighty. as we never get to that level of being harsh, I think we're like in the clear. <laughs> we already like, were. We're, like, we're operating called... in good. We're operating yeah, in good faith. Okay, it was called CR Clap Your Hands episode. <laughs> uh, episode two already. I'm changing myself. All right. In excess. Australian. Australian. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're Australian. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, Michael Hutchins. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, PJ Harvey, the... PJ Harvey, yeah, mm, PJ Harvey's, um, British. right? Now I'm second guessing. Yeah, British, British. Yeah, she is. I thought she was like from Chicago. That's why I put that on there. What Chicago? Uh, oh, because you works with Albini so much. I don't know. Mm. All right, Guy Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> Both. Oh man, I would love to hear his music. Um, oh he's boy, Australian, yeah, Australian, he's... yeah. Okay, now here's the ultimate trick question: the Bee Gees. You can never. Oh my eat... god, dude! Did Edward ever pay you that hundred dollars he owed you? He owed me a hundred dollars. What is this? Whether the Bee Gees are British or Australian? Australian. The answer's right? both, right? It's so hard to look up, but they are born, I think, in Australia. I can't remember what side I was on. But they kind it's, of became I think famous they're from in England, but they blew yeah, up and then they immigrated to like vice versa. Oh, okay, it's, really, it's hard to track them down. I just put that on for a joke. Anyways, BG still slap. Yeah. yeah Has BG anyone watched that documentary that's out? It's supposed to be pretty good. I've heard. As of I, I, I I'll watch it. Yeah, I, I, BJ is definitely BG is definitely bang. BJ's yeah. do bang too, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Shout out BJ. <laughs> um. Do you remember the uh, behind the music with the Bee Gees brother? What was his name? Uh, Andy Gibb. Andy Gibb. Andy Gibb. Yeah, that was a, that was a good behind, behind the music. music. So that sad. Very a, sad. Very tragic. Drank himself to death at like the age of like twenty six or something. Yeah, he went really hard. And it was all booze. He was just like, yeah. "Fuck it, fuck me. I love me booze." Old school. Yeah, okay, so they were born. One, uh, oh, sorry. Oh wait, no. Go ahead, Ken. Yeah. yeah, so they were born in the Isle of Man, which is a Celtic island in uh, off the coast of uh, England, the UK. Yeah, the UK. Um, and they grew up partially in Manchester, and then they moved to um Queensland. Oh, 
yeah. as a All family. Right. And then that's where they really got famous and where they blew up. But no, but I think it's even weirder because I think their parents are from there. And like one of the brothers was born in Australia or something. So it's even more convoluted. Yeah. We yeah. went you're down. Never, this, you're never seeing that $100, basically. We went down <laughs> a crazy. We did so much research. It was ridiculous. You guys called me like yelling at each other. Like, I was like, do you guys not know how to like, it was back in the day where like you didn't have smartphones. So you had to like call somebody to Google something for you. And I was like, and they were like one, I forget which way you both weighed in. You guys were both on the precipice of being right. And then I was like, oh, dude, it's kind of both. And you could just fucking. I got one last one here. Okay. It's called a rocket and the ghost. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Rocket and the ghost. I feel like this is a trick question. I feel like that band's from New Zealand. I I think that this is from Noah's own brain, and I will say that they're probably Australian. They actually exist, Adrian. They are from the U.S. of A. They are a New Yorker band. They kind of sound like Mumford Sons by way of Vamp- Vampire Weekend. Oh boy! They're one of those like falsetto voiced bands. They do have a song. I don't know. Do you guys want to hear it? It's yeah, called, I think we yeah. have to. It's called yeah. Good. You had me at Mumford and Sons. So, Adrian, if you go to Spotify and look up Rocket and the Ghost, their song is Goodbye. It is not good. I will tell you that. This isn't wow, good. You're not, you Bye. are not joking. What was his name? Goodbye? It's called Goodbye. Good All right. Boy. You heard it first here. Rocket and the Ghost with Goodbye. Dropping this weekend. From 2012, I think. Let's skip ahead. Kind of sounds like the Cold War kids. Yeah, uh, with a little bit of Yaysayer mixed in there, I would say, too. Yeah, (laughs) sounds like shit. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) <laughs> all right well that uh that puts a bow on it um thank you for joining us for our fifth episode uh we'll be dropping new episodes every thursday so make sure to check out the feed there uh thank you to uh kiki pedophore for our uh of horrible adorable and solo fame for the banging theme song thank you for adrian as always for your stellar production work uh make sure you hit us up on whacker slaps those are on our socials or you can uh, talk some shit to us via email at wackerslaps at gmail and we also have a newly minted website it's www.freeones.com slash <laughs> wackerslaps just kidding it's wackerslaps.com and send us, uh, yeah. send us any suggestions that you send have. us any suggestions any notes and um yeah join us next week where we'll be traveling around the world to france and covering daft punks alive from rest 2007 in, rest in peace uh, as you know they called it quits recently after not really doing anything for eight years which is, <laughs> which is a baller move um i must say so yeah make sure you uh, tune in next week for that for noah and adrian this is your host caleb and as always what made milwaukee famous Ooh, question hit, hit the music baby bye <laughs>